Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Marketers and advertisers for the world's leading brands need to understand and adapt to a rapidly changing landscape on a continual basis. Whether it is the consumer behavior known as channel switching between devices, platforms, etc., or the continued behavior of scrolling through numerous walled gardens such as TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat, the marketing and advertising technology industry grows increasingly fragmented. Today, we're going to talk about the agile of the Omni brand and what it means for both brands and the marketers behind them, as well as their customers. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Ali Marlowe Thomas, Chief Innovation Officer at Smartly.io. Ali, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Fantastic to be here today. Really looking forward to this conversation. Wonderful introduction. Very clear. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, looking forward to talking about uh, this with you. So why don't we get started, though, by you giving a little background on on yourself? Sure. Well, look, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Oli. I was the founder of AdLib. AdLib was a DCO company that was acquired by Smartly uh, in the beginning of 2022. Before that, I spent uh, about five years at Google. And before that, I was at the agency. So I've been in, in the industry for quite some time. I have lots of a range broad range of interests, I guess. I enjoy uh, going to the circus. I love murder mysteries. But obviously, my true passion is dynamic creative optimization, DCO. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a long journey with DCO. And you know, very excited now for the company AdLib to be part of the Smartly family. Wonderful. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in here. And so as I mentioned, at the top of the show, and you know, those, those listening, I'm sure, uh, are aware of this and, and dealing with this as well, it, reaching consumers across fragmented walled gardens like Instagram, TikTok, or Snapchat is is difficult. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what challenges this poses to both brands as, as well as marketers? Sure. I think there's a lot of challenges. So, you know, where Smartly are really spending their time and their energy is building technology for where advertisers are spending most of their money, which is increasingly on these platforms. But perhaps more importantly, where consumers are spending most of their time. They're jumping between these different apps day in, day out. The time spent on those apps is up nearly 40% over the last few years. And remember, these apps, their whole business is capturing the attention of the consumer. And they've done a really effective job. I think once upon a time, we would have looked at these players, Snapchat, Google, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, etc, etc. And thought like, oh, maybe they're mid or lower funnel. 
But now I think not only are users spending a lot of time on them, they're also taking a lot of action. So this has created a huge amount of complexity in the creative requirements for advertisers. So the content gap, you know, as I like to call it, has got larger and larger. Consumers being on eight channels means that, you know, for each of those channels, there usually are different formats needed from shopping ads to video ads to search ads, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's very hard to build rich, engaging content for those platforms. So I think, you know, you asked what's the problem for the marketer and the consumer. The problem for the marketer is that to set up campaigns across these different platforms, there's a huge amount of task duplication for the in-house team or for the agency. There's also massive challenges around the creative requirements that are needed to activate on those different channels. And then you've got that all bundled into a big problem around measurement. How do we actually consistently measure, you know, when the walls of the walled gardens are getting higher and there's no consistent thread to be able to understand what's actually going on between, between those different platforms. Um, so it's a, a, lot to, a lot to take on. I think for the consumer, the, the real challenge comes when marketing is not delightful, useful or valuable. And at the moment, I think a lot of the time, you know, despite a huge amount of time that goes into media targeting, there isn't a lot of thought or energy put into the creative execution. And that's what we're like really focused in on at Smartly. Of course, Smartly has loads of amazing capabilities around, you know, platform campaign setup automation. But we really want to help solve for that problem around creative, making sure that we are delighting the consumer, despite, as I say, all of the work that goes into that targeting on the media side. Quite a lot of the side that time that isn't reflected in a creative execution that's relevant or appropriate. And that just means there's a really bad um, experience for the consumer. So that's what we're trying to fix, I guess, for the consumer and for, for advertisers more broadly. Yeah, I mean, one, one follow up on that. Uh, do you think that, gathering from what you're saying, do you think that some of the lack of creativity or maybe some of the challenges with creativity are brought about simply by an agency or an in-house team has to create content for for eight different channels you know in other words is that is that sort of is it's putting a strain on the creativity just because there's so much work that needs to get done to create that stuff undoubtedly yeah it's a scale yeah. problem but i think also yeah. you know there's a requirements challenge you know around the way that you know the consumer expects to be spoken to by an advertiser you know increasingly it's all about authenticity authenticity isn't what most big brands have spent their last, you know, 50 years working towards. They've spent the right. last 50 years working towards large TV style production, creative executions, which are very different to what we're seeing work and be effective on platforms like TikTok now, which is where actually the consumer, as I said earlier, is spending like a huge amount of their time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, your company, as you mentioned, your company uh, smartly specializes in in media automation. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how this works from the from the brand's perspective? So, uh, from the perspective of the teams that are tasked with creating the campaigns across all of these walled gardens. So, starting with, uh, let's talk about the workflow and how automating that that workflow works. Sure. So, the workflow has got close to, I think, unmanageable for in-house and agency teams. If you are trying to set up multi multiple campaigns with multiple targeting strategies, with multiple feed integrations across multiple platforms, the number of campaigns you can be setting up is hugely complex and cumbersome. 
if you then overlay, for example, from a workflow perspective, actually you want to target multiple geos or cities because you're, say, a delivery company, um, like a like a like a Deliveroo, say, who are a large customer of Smartly's, you have added layer of complexity. And so I think yeah. what Smartly's done extremely well is create one workflow to activate an omni-channel campaign. We take into consideration and I guess cater for all of the complexity of the different requirements for the different channels and set that campaign up in in one go. And I think if you're not doing it inside one platform, you also have not only the task duplication side of working in many different platforms, but if you want to make a change or an update to a campaign, we're all becoming more agile marketers, you have to jump back into all of those different platforms. And from a workflow perspective to optimize, it's just, again, virtually unmanageable. I guess that's Smartly's bread and butter is media campaign management. But, you know, as I'm going to talk about in a bit, the creative side is also extremely important. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so from a from the connection standpoint and, you know, connecting multiple data sources, it's some of it, it's, it's about connecting to all of those um, channels as well. But I would imagine there's, there's a lot of different data sources that you might need to connect with depending on the campaign as well. So, you know, what, how, how does smartly approach internal teams and their ability to connect with multiple data sources? Well, of course, you're you're right. You're right, Greg. You know, I mean, if you're having to, you know, activate across the different channels, and you have to, for example, onboard a feed, say, into all of those yeah. different channels, it's extremely cumbersome. You know, there's different integrations, there's lots of complexity, whereas Smartly gives you the opportunity to manage that feed in one place, control how, you know, different products are optimized and rotated, you know, within that feed across all of the different channels. And to be honest, it makes the whole experience fairly seamless. You know, you you mentioned data sources more broadly as well. I think that's something I'm really excited about, you know, beyond the product feed. There's also like great ways to make our, our messaging and the way we engage with the consumer more delightful by including, for example, weather or news feeds or live trading data, whatever it might be. All of these things enable the consumer to have a better experience and hopefully more relevant experience from an advertising perspective. But as you start to do them at scale, they become increasingly complex unless you have a solution like Smartly. Before we continue, I want to tell you about the upcoming AI4 2023 conference, August 7th through 9 in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. AI4 2023 brings together business leaders and data practitioners to facilitate the responsible adoption of artificial intelligence and machine learning technology. The conference features leaders from brands like Amazon, JP Morgan Chase, CVS, Estee Lauder Companies, UPS, New York Life Insurance, United Healthcare, and many more. While it's not specifically for marketers and CX professionals, there are plenty of topics both directly and indirectly related to the work you do every day. To learn more and register for the conference, go to ai4.io slash USA slash register. That's ai4.io slash USA slash register. And you can register with the code AgileBrand for 15% off your registration. That's AgileBrand, all one word. I'm excited to hear from this amazing lineup of speakers and thought leaders and hope to see you in Las Vegas. 
Make sure to register at ai4.io slash USA slash register with the code AgileBrand for 15% off your registration. Now let's get back to the show. So what about from a measurement standpoint, um, how does how does this this centralized way of of managing things help from help from that that standpoint and and how do you know brands measure their success by by doing this well measurement is you know obviously one of the most important parts of the marketer's toolkit and you know we're about to enter a period of significant change for measurement you know we're all aware that the cookie changes are coming pretty fast and the way that the industry has operated as as far as like performance and and audience management as well you know are both going to be revolutionized over the next few years what we know to be true is that the richest data sets are housed within these walled gardens and you know customers or marketers are becoming i guess cautious of uh, using those data sets to track all their convergence because things are changing. And, you know, as I say, they won't have access perhaps to the decisions and insights as to what's caused that conversion to be a conversion. What our customers are asking from us is we actually have our own conversion model. They're saying to us, we have our own conversion capabilities, our own attribution infrastructure. We want to implement that within Smartly and use that data to optimize our campaigns so that we know that we're tracking to our own true metric. We're not using a third-party metric. And this is a huge benefit, again, Greg, if you're trying to activate across multiple platforms. You have one single source of truth that's pumped from the brand into Smartly. That single source of truth is then used to optimize campaign performance. And you're not reliant on the third-party measurement players or a a partner to measure performance for you. And I think this is really critical for brands now. They've all spent the last few years getting their house in order, getting prepared for perhaps not being able to measure in the same way that they have the last, you know, 20 years online. So it's quite an exciting time, I think, to to relook at this and for brands to think about how smartly can play a part in the optimization of their campaigns in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, that that part alone, uh, you know, because every if if you go into the native reporting on on every platform, I mean, not only are the terms slightly different and uh, but there's just sort of different gauges of measurement depending on the platform. And I guess that some of that has to do with the nature. You know, some of the platforms are different if it's video focused versus not. There's there's probably. Um, some different measurements, but I, I would imagine the the standardization alone is, is is really powerful to marketers to be able to to see all this versus again either logging into eight different platforms or trying to do all this themselves and hook into you know some external reporting platform or, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine optimizing across it, right? Like at the moment, you have to jump into all those individual platforms, jump into the reporting suite of those individual platforms, jump back into the campaign management part of the mm-hmm. platform, make the optimization. And it's not a holistic view of what's going on on your marketing plan. You know, like that's the big benefit, you know, of having it all in one place and having a view of the omnichannel, I guess. So then what can a brand 
do with the learning. So, you know, things are thing management is centralized, data, data sources centralized. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the headaches and and just kind of switching. I mean, we we talk about customers channel switching, but this is inter in-house channel switching, um, you know, to try to manage things. But, you know, so that that stuff is kind of centralized and and everything from a management data measurement standpoint you know what do brands do with the learnings they get from from this automation and to be able to to continue to improve what what does this kind of enable them to do better well i think for me this is where we open up the conversation about creative because by automating more of the campaign setup and having a better view of like generally what's going on from a measurement perspective you know as a as a business you're able to think about okay actually how do we engage the consumer and what formats do we need to make sure we we do engage that consumer if you can spend less time on some of the manual tedious marketing process requirements you can actually think about how you capture the the attention and you know when i was at google one of the studies that i worked on was we looked at the role of the four things that make up a campaign, media, targeting, data, and creative. And the first three we isolated and optimized. And we saw some impact in performance. The last one, creative, by far the most painful, by far the most time consuming, by far the most clunky, and by far, by the way, the most costly, had by far the most impact. And so what I'm hoping is that by driving more media automation and, and enabling measurement to be you know one sophisticated single view based on your own data it actually allows marketers to spend more time thinking about how they go to 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 market with their message which i'm a big believer is the most important performance driving lever that a marketer has yeah definitely and and so that kind of leads us to you know we've talked we've been talking about this from internal you know whether it's an internal team or agencies working for an internal team now we kind of flip to the customer perspective so when all of this is done and done well media automation and you know to your point less time spent on connecting the dots and 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 all and all of that stuff and more time spent on creative what does this feel like to a consumer I think to a consumer, it should feel, you know, two things. Firstly, that the content they're receiving is is hopefully more relevant. You know, Smartly and I are a big believer of bringing media and creative closer together. We did a survey last year that said 90% of marketers felt their creative and media teams had got further apart over the last mm. few years. So, you know, there's there's clearly a challenge there. And with those teams moving further apart, you're not going to get a good experience for the consumer. So firstly, hopefully it will create a better experience for the consumer. But I think perhaps more importantly, the marketer also feels like they're doing great marketing. You know, I think all marketers at the moment online feel like online, despite spend increasing in the space, that the creative executions in particular and the actual assets that they're running online are not to the standard that they would like and that's because of some of the problems that we talked about earlier i think they'll be proud of the the great work that they're doing if they're able to streamline some of these rather tedious processes yeah yeah and so you had touched on a little bit earlier about you know there's 
lots of consumer data privacy things going on. I mean, GDPR has been around for a while, but you know, others around the world and and here in the states as well, as well as third party cookie deprecation. One of these days, Google is actually going to do that. I I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's the end of twenty twenty four now is the is the most recent date. Um, although by the time. Yeah, by the, by the time the podcast airs, it'll probably be pushed back again or something. But <laughs> either way, it's going to happen. You know, the, it's it's definitely going to happen. But you know, how does how does this affect the way that that you're approaching things? Look, I think look, Smartly is a European company, um, so you know, and so is Adlib. Both of us, you know, privacy, GDPR, data regulation, etc. It's all been at the front of our mind you know, since GDPR, you know, back in 2018. So I think as a business, we understand and can operate in this space. From a strategy perspective, you know, we took a decision, both Smartly and AdLib that was acquired, to, you know, really think about how we made sure that what we were building was privacy compliant. And we did that by leaning on our partners. So we built in partnership with Facebook, in partnership with Google, which means actually those guys are addressing most of the difficult, you know, logistical needs from a data privacy perspective. And we're piggybacking, we're piggybacking on that setup, which is very effective because it means that unlike a lot of the technology companies out there who are having to spend a huge amount of money, time and engineering resource building for the new world, we're not having to do that, which I think is a real benefit to our business because we can focus on, you know, I guess more exciting things like user-generated content, um, creative intelligence, and the role of cross-platform optimization from a media perspective. So yeah, it's it's a really exciting time for us. And I think we're well set up to to deal with the challenges of of privacy and regulation. Yeah. And I would imagine your approach there, it's a lot less risky for customers too, since they're, you know, they're, they're not relying on how you might do things as a third party and how Facebook or Meta might do something as well. They're, they're relying on that end, that end platform. Is that, is that a a fair summary? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It removes all of the risk for them. They, most of them have already got fairly comprehensive, you know, agreements in place with the big platform players. So we just piggyback on those, which makes our life a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's kind of with, with all of this stuff, we're, we're taking a lot I mean, granted, very large companies like Google and, and Meta, they they certainly can mess up from time to time, but they're putting a lot of effort and a lot of time into this, and I think a lot of a lot of brands are putting their trust into a, a much smaller companies that may just not they may not have the reach or the resources or or things like that. So, I mean, to me, that that seems like a a, a smart approach. Well, Ali, uh, thank you so much for for joining here. Um, one last question before we wrap up, though. You've given some great advice already, but you know, just one, if you had one piece of advice for brands that might be struggling with some of the challenges we talked about, you know, it, increasingly fragmented consumer bases, as well as just you know, creating the content and managing the campaigns for them within these wall, walled gardens, what would your recommendation for them uh, over the months ahead? So I think mine, you know, look, I've been very vocal about creative. I think it remains an underutilized performance lever. It remains something that is very much an afterthought in the digital marketing space. My recommendation would be take a step back, 
invest in authentic messaging. And I think you'll find you have a huge bump in performance. You can then build on top of that with, you know, effective audience targeting strategies, activating different channels, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if you can think, you know, creative first on your digital channels, you'll find it has a huge impact in your performance. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Ali Marlo Thomas, Chief Innovation Officer at Smartly.io for joining the show. You can learn more about Ali and Smartly.io by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.